0: It's 11:59 on Radio Free BTC. This is your host Joe Fi with music and the truth till dawn. Right now, I have a few words for our brothers and sisters behind enemy lines. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. It's 12 o'clock, Bitcoiners. Another day closer to victory. Stay tuned for news and more right after this quick break. All right, welcome back, Bitcoiners. You're listening to Radio Free BTC. I am Joe Fi, your host on the most listened to podcast by my mom and sisters. So uh, today, staying out, staying in the theme of uh, talking to people that uh, are just back from the uh, Bitcoin conference in El Salvador. We have my good friend uh, Mike Graf from California. Uh Mike's got a lot of cool things going on and uh I'm very excited to have him with us today. And uh that that being said, you know, I, I, I had the honor of meeting Mike in uh Phoenix for the uh it was then called the uh, fuck Elon tour. And now now it's been changed to uh the no Fs Given tour, I believe. And uh uh Mike's definitely uh has a lot to offer and he was in El Salvador, so uh, I've been asking everybody, were you there when they made the announcement of the Bitcoin bonds? Were you actually at the conference that day or not?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was three rows back filming it. <laughs> um, so I've got like, I, you know, I've been looking at the footage that's been posted online of that and I by far have the best footage. So um, give me another week or so and uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see that. But yeah, I was there, I was filming, um, you know, basically in El Salvador with Max Kaiser. Um, and so,
0: so, yeah, so, so before we get, to, I, I just had to know out of that, that out of, uh, for curiosity, yeah. uh, what, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? And, uh, I've been asking people just, you know, get, give us a brief, uh, how you found Bitcoin, uh, and what, you know, kind of, uh, your Bitcoin backstory.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so my name is Mike Graff. Um, I am a filmmaker and digital artist. So websites, mobile apps. But mostly what I like to do is film, been doing it since I was like eight years old with um, you know, family, friends, just just screwing around um, and um, always had an appreciation of film. So, um, you know, I think everybody has to find their role in, in Bitcoin. And that definitely was my role. Um, and um, yeah, how I got into Bitcoin, my my older brother, fortunately, orange filled me very well. I've never owned one shit coin. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. And,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. I realized that after talking to a lot of people in El Salvador. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's all thanks to him. And, um, yeah, so he turned me on to it and, you know, I kind of like, um, went in softly. We had an old car that my brothers and I had got together, uh, purchased together and we sold it. And, um, um I took my one third in, in Bitcoin and my brother actually held onto it for me. So I, I didn't even know how to hold it, you know? Um, <laughs> and that, that was, that went on for about a couple of years. And then, um, yeah, a couple of years later, you know, um, uh, after listening and uh, to talks and YouTubes for, you know, God knows how many hours, um, you know, decided, yeah, what am I doing? You know, got it, got to go all in. Um, so yeah, been all in for, for a few years now. And, um, yeah, you know, the main thing was just the inflation argument. That was the biggest thing for me. You know, the fact that they could, they could banks can loan out more money than they have and create more money. And, and, um, that was the biggest thing for me. You know, I thought that was complete bullshit. And,
0: um, I wasn't gonna take it anymore. That that's awesome. That 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 I, I you you are a, a rare breed in the fact that uh you you're you're pure you're purely Bitcoin, no shit coins at all. Cause uh almost everybody I know is uh and myself included, you know, it's like oh I need to diversify and you know all this when I first got into it. And uh that 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 that's part of you know what I'm doing here is hopefully, you know people will listen and, and save yourself the time, the money, the, uh, the lost Bitcoin by not going down the shitcoin road, you know, and, uh, there's nothing worse. You know, I, I have friends like, Oh, Joe, thanks for getting me in Bitcoin today. Guess what I got. I got Dogecoin today. today. I was like, no! <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so, so staying on topic here. Yeah. Uh, so, so you were in Bitcoin or in Bitcoin in El Salvador and, uh, so, so, so uh, what made you decide to go to El Salvador?
1: Um, history, you know, um, first country to adopt Bitcoin, you know, um, it just seems like now that this happened, like it seems more likely we're going to have like a galactic future, you know, um, uh, we're going to harness all this energy on earth. And, and if there's a future for us out, outside of this earth, that's probably what we're going to do. And, you know, because Bitcoin not only does forces us to harness all our energy, but it also forces us to collaborate and work together, right? It demonetizes violence and encourages love and and, um, collaboration. And when we do that as a species, we're going to be able to accomplish more than we ever thought we could, you know? Um, And so I just saw it as, you know, I'm alive at this really crazy time and there's no way possible that I would not be there. Um, you know, um, everybody in the space, right? The biggest thing is content creation right now. There's so many content creators and and that's what I do, you know? And I, with no ego, I I feel honestly, I do it maybe better than anybody else, you know? So I wanted to make sure that I was there and and playing my role and doing what I do best. Um, So yeah, and and it was quite a pain in the ass to get there. Um, (laughs) Renewing my passport, a wrong negative COVID test, Oh like, no, I didn't, uh,
0: I didn't know that. Okay. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get, we'll get I, into it, that a little bit later, but it yeah. was,
1: it was crazy, but you know, nothing was going to stop me because <laughs> it's, it was historic. You know, like I I was going to be there so that I could say I was there because I know that it, it, it's a moment in history f- forever, like a, a, an incredible moment in history. So that that's why I went You know? I, I, to be part I, of history.
0: I, I'm definitely right there with you. I, I, I truly do agree with you that I, I think that El Salvador and this point in history will be looked upon, or back upon, as maybe a turning point. You know, and uh, uh, maybe it's the turning point for freedom. You know, but uh, uh, it's a uh, yeah, definitely, definitely historic. So, so I, I the another thing I've been asking about is prior to uh, prior to the bitcoinization of El Salvador, right? Uh, what did you know about El Salvador or? what were your preconceived notions of El Salvador? And then, uh, you know, answer that first, but but then how did, uh, how did it compare to what your preconceived notions were? Yeah, so
1: um, I would have never visited El Salvador if it wasn't for Bitcoin. Um, and, um, you know, I'm half Mexican. And when I was growing up, I grew up in Mexican communities. I, I participated in, I, I guess, Latin communities, you know? And one of the things that happens between Mexicans and El Salvadorians is there's some type of weird, I don't even know why, but like Mexicans don't like El Salvadorians and El Salvadorians (laughs) don't like Mexicans, you know, and I was never like that, but, you know, it'd be something you pick on your friends and vice versa, right? Like, oh yeah, you're Salvadorian or whatever, you're Mexican, you know? And so um, that was always an interesting thing, you know? Um, But, but outside of that, like what everybody else hears, you know, crime um, and you just imagine it's, it's like a poorer place, you know. But mostly, I think uh, you would be concerned with crime, you know, like I'm going to go there and somebody's going to steal my stuff or kill me or kidnap me or or, or whatever it is. Um, and um, it was the complete I- exact opposite. Like, um, you know, the reason why I mentioned the weird thing between Mexicans and El Salvadorians is that, like, I have so much respect for El Salvadorians. Like, I, I not, not that I dislike them in the past, but being there and experiencing the people and how happy they are and how content they are, even though they don't have everything. But they, they are happy with having a roof over their head, food in their mouths, and, and their children being taken care of and have work to do. That's what they're happy with. And it's, it, it was incredible. Everyone was so kind to me so nice i didn't i was not scared for one second i was out late one night in the capital at some party i walked back to my hotel a 10 minute walk at two o'clock in the morning oh wow yeah. no problem whatsoever
0: <laughs> that, that um, might not be a smart idea anywhere in the world right i know <laughs> i i know it was kind of like a test for me too i was like you know i wonder what it's like you know I, I, let's I, just I, see I, I can hear, I can hear my uh, father's words saying, you know, nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> yeah, but, it's true, man. Right, but, um,
1: but, but yeah, but it, it was, I felt super safe. And and even now that I'm back here in the United States and, and in Los Angeles right now, I honestly felt safer in El Salvador than I do here. So what I've been telling people is like, if you, dude, go visit El Salvador. It is a beautiful country. It's so green. It's so photogenic. And the ocean is so beautiful and the people are so beautiful and it's so cheap. You get a big ass plate of fruit for like five bucks. You take an Uber <laughs> drive 10 minutes for $2. Like it's, it is a true paradise and these people there are really benefiting from us going and us bringing money to them. And they are very appreciative of it and they deserve it more than us lazy motherfuckers here in America.
0: <laughs> that That's awesome. And uh, you, you know what? I, I'm so happy to hear that too, because, uh, uh, you know, so, so many, so much of the time, our, our, our preconceived notions are shaped by media and, and, you know, the doom and gloom of the mainstream media. And, you know, all, like I, I've said this before on here, the, all I'd heard of El Salvador was that's where the gangs are from, you know, the MS 13, that's the El Salvadorian gang and most dangerous place in the world. And it, it's crazy because, uh, you know, me and Sarah, Fye, we had, we've been to every country in central america except one and and that was because that was because of the reputation of el salvador and i yeah. i kind of kick kick myself uh you know for for buying into the bullshit right yeah <laughs> uh yeah. but uh it, it is amazing uh it money has nothing to do with happiness and and it's crazy yeah. uh you know not not to get too far off on a a tangent here but but it's crazy to, uh, that Bitcoin kind of is absolutely confirmed that for me, right? It, it doesn't matter, you know, how, how big your stack is or whatever. It, it, it's not a, it is about happiness and it's not about money. And anyways, I, 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 I could go off on a tangent there. But no, uh, yeah, I, and I, <laughs>
1: quick, quickly on that, like one thing about the media, right? Is that's one thing that Bitcoin has opened my eyes. And I think a lot of our eyes too, is because Bitcoin is a mathematical truth right? It's, it's not really up for debate, like a lot of things are. And so when you know that, and you have that, sou- that solid foundation to stand on, and then you see how the media lies and, and om- actually says the exact opposite, um, it starts to open your eyes up to other things that they're doing. And, and you can't trust the other things they're doing. And El Salvador is another really great example. And you know what? I, I don't know that much about it. Perhaps there have been problems in the past. And I had heard that the president, Bukele, um, cracked down like a couple of months ago and like uh, locked up like 35 people that were causing a lot of the problems in El Salvador. El Salvador is a very small country, you know, sure. like you can drive across it, across it in one day. So, um, so, so there's that. And then, um, yeah, I, I forget the second point that you were saying, but anyway, yeah, the media is like, yeah, you just trust the exact opposite. Probably is true.
0: It, it, it's, it's so bizarre with the media is it truly, truly, I, I know, I know the analogy is used way too much, but, when you when you take the red pill or the orange pill in this scenario and, and you see them for what they are you can't unsee it. it you can't you cannot be plugged back into the matrix you you cannot unsee it and it's just like it, it, the the propaganda that that is spewed and uh, on, on the topic of El Salvador the mainstream media or in my entire life i've really never heard anything about El Salvador's economy, or, you know, or their status with the IMF, but it, it's so bizarre to me that all of a sudden, they're, they're like, oh, we're going to try this Bitcoin thing. And now Bloomberg and, you know, CNBC and whoever else they're, they're writing stories and doing stories about, oh, El Salvador's a, a risk to their bond to the IMF and this and that. And it's like, who are you people working for? It's certainly not certainly not the people of El Salvador. And it's certainly not you or I, it's not the plebs they're working for somebody else, but that's a whole different show. <laughs> that's a whole different show. And I, I could probably go on for hours. Uh, so yeah. so b- back to El Salvador, uh, yeah. what was your first Bitcoin purchase in El Salvador? Yeah.
1: So I bought a beer
0: on the beach. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> yeah. one. Huh? Yeah. So, you know, um,
1: traveling with Max, um, you know, like they had me picked up from the airport, you know, and and so and and like, you know, lunch was usually paid by them. And so <clears throat> like it was a couple of days in You're like you I want to spend money. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to spend some fucking Bitcoin, you know, um, because, you know, like. The thing is, I used to always think I'm never going to spend my Bitcoin, right? But when you go to a country, you, you set aside, you know, some cash to spend anyway, right? So right, right. it's the same thing, you know? The, the only difference is like if you're there on uh, and you buy on a good day or so, like on a good price day and then the, it dips like, you know? But even if it dips 10%, the, the, my thought was that I hope whoever I'm giving this Bitcoin to for this beer, or like I, I bought like a leather apron, I don't even know exactly what I'm going to do with it. But like, <laughs> <clears throat> there was a guy that was selling them at the Bitcoin conference and, you know, accepting Bitcoin. I was like, this guy does great work. I'm going to support this, you know, um, and I hope that they hang on to the Bitcoin. And it uh, makes me feel better to pay for something in Bitcoin when the price is lower because I want them to enjoy the appreciation of it, you know, like, okay, you, you, you actually made more money. You sold this to me for more money than, um, you know, I actually paid for it, you know? Um, so anyway, beer was, was the first purchase. And then I I bought a, I bought a a handful of other things, you know, with Bitcoin, I I paid with it
0: wherever I could. So, 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 so that was your first purchase. So, in, in uh, subsequent purchases or whatnot, did, did you see, how was the process? Did, I mean, did, did you use lightning? Did you use on chain? Uh, what was the education of the vendors? Did it vary or how, how what do you think about it? Sort of the adoption.
1: Yeah. Um, it was all lightning. I don't think anything happened on chain. Okay. Um, w- which makes sense. Cause like literally like we bought some sweet bread for a dollar, <laughs> you know? Right. It, it's right. nuts. It's nuts, um, and it, it it's very straightforward. Once they, they the the people there, the vendor, all they need is their phone, right, and an app, and that's it. Like they type in how many dollars they want, and they hit receive, and there's a QR code, and it scans it, and you know it, it goes. But the only time there was a problem is if there was an internet connection issue on the beach, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is what it is. But that, that didn't happen very often. But um, yeah, you know the thing about El Salvador though is that, and they're focusing on education. The people there, more more people know how to use it than why to use it. You know what I'm saying? Like they they don't see it for the profound change that it is. However, the yet, right. however, the president does, and that's why all these things are happening because he's been orange pilled and he talked about seizing. A thousand bitcoin worth of cocaine right not dollars <laughs> right a thousand bitcoin worth of cocaine
0: i did so, not see that that's fantastic he's yeah. he
1: is bitcoin has opened up his mind for the future you know he's seeing further into the future they talk about china thinking about like 500 years right like oh the next 500 years the next 1000 years right that's what's happening in el salvador he is planning for things thinking about a thousand years in the future. And and this is what we're seeing. This is the result of it. You know, he's not fucking around in the mud in the next four years or the next three years or the next two years, like, you know, those temporary solutions, he's not thinking about, he's thinking about
0: long-term benefits
1: for El Salvadorians.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I, 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 I've said it about the guy and, and uh, you know, as with a lot of things with bitcoin you know we we will uh trust but verify and uh but i mean as of right now the guy keeps knocking it out of the park when it comes to verifying he he in my opinion right now is a true bitcoiner and uh he gets it and he is probably more orange pilled than anyone i've ever met (laughs) and with maybe with the exception of max and stacy but uh uh he he definitely gets it and and he gets why, why it works so well for El Salvador. It's, uh, I mean, talk about the, the best test case scenario, you know, the best test case for Bitcoin. Why not El Salvador? I mean, they were dollarized, which makes it super simple, which makes it a, a currency they don't control. So why not Why not have another currency instead of, uh, you know, they, they didn't have the incentive to print their own pesos or whatever currency they had. And- exactly. uh, it's the perfect test case and you know as much as the media wants to poo-poo it and act like oh it's you know this is just some weird thing that they're doing you know the world is watching and you know the imf is shitting their pants as well (laughs) which which i I do want to get into the the bitcoin bonds but we'll do that a little bit later um all right so 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 you, you saw pretty good adoption though as far as the uh vendors go, what What about, did, did you see any uh, like El Salvadorians paying for, I mean, you know, I, I granted, I, I know you weren't there super long time, but, uh, did you see any El Salvadorians spending Bitcoin or using lightning, uh, in just kind of day-to-day things? Uh, if you saw any of that, um,
1: not, ne- not <clears throat> the only thing I saw of that was I took a surf lesson the last day I was there and I left everything at the hotel and my surf instructor, Super cool guy, Renee. I, and he was also like worked at the hotel there as like a, as a server, like at the at the restaurant, I, I had talked to him, you know, for a few days in a row. And just another example, just an awesome guy, dude. So, 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 so cool. But he bought me a t shirt. I reimbursed him later, but we went and you know, he paid in, in lightning, you know, um, so that was the only thing that I really saw to, to be 100% honest. A lot of education still needs to happen out there. Mm-hmm. Um, many people that I talked to that that were, were Uber drivers or, or hotel workers or restaurant workers, or, you know, working at the um, entrance gate at the conference, I asked them, you know, do you like Bitcoin? How much do you know about Bitcoin? Oh, not, not a lot. I don't I don't really understand it, but I, I want to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. And I had connected with a couple of people, you know, on social media. Hey, just message me. I'd be happy to explain it to you, you know? Um, so they're ready for it, you know? I feel like the fuse has been lit, and um, they just need more education over there. So I didn't see a whole bunch of El Salvadorans spending it. Sure. Um, and, and the majority of the El Salvadorans, the regular people that I talked to, it didn't seem like they, they may not have any yet, you know? Um, And I did meet a few of the most common objections um, and we can go into those if you want, but I really do feel like they're, they're, they're ready. Like they're ready. If inflation is, you know, starts hitting more, somebody was telling me, you know, three months ago, a drink cost $1 and right now it costs a dollar 25. That's a 25% increase. That's a lot in three months. So the more inflation comes, the more they're going to be driven towards Bitcoin. And they're ready. They're ready, they're working, they're happy. And it, it, I can tell it's gonna explode. El Salvador is perhaps already the first, world, the first world country, the most, the utmost first world country. But if not, they're definitely going to be that, 100%.
0: So, so, so you, you talked about some of the objections that some of the people had, right? What, what, what were the major objections?
1: So the first thing is, like most people, right? They, they're like, is inflation real, right? Some people have already gotten past that point. They, they see the inflation. They know mm-hmm. it's there, okay? Um, and so um, what, I, what I have to explain to them, even if they do understand that inflation is there, is why the inflation is there, right? And the explanation is my country is printing the shit out of our dollars, okay? That's what's happening. They're giving it to me. They're giving it to businesses here. They're doing all this. Okay. But you're not getting any of it. Instead, you're just paying the price. Right. Okay? So that's why it's happening. It's my country. That's what we're doing to you. Okay. <clears throat> so Bitcoin fixes this because nobody has control to do that. It takes it out of the power of man. Right. It's like Lord of the Rings, like no man can wield the power of the ring. It must be destroyed. Right. So that's the first thing to get across they have to understand that it's not just a natural thing for thing for prices to go up it's manipulation it's corruption it's evil that's what's happening okay so that's the first thing right it's the absolute theft right they're sucking our blood it's Mm -hmm. insanity unacceptable um the second thing is they say it's too late
0: right <laughs> it's already says, so expensive you everybody know? says it's too late yes
1: everybody says it so my argument i go straight to the gold argument right now all the gold in the world is is worth 10 million dollars so 10 trillion dollars bitcoin is worth 1 trillion dollars and then i help them understand why is gold worth 10 trillion dollars right and they never know it's only because it's good money if you're an apple farmer and you have a lot of apples if you don't sell all those apples in one month they're going to be gone but gold, if you trade it for somebody for gold, okay, that gold's not going to rot. It's still going to be there. You can use it to buy other things, okay? So that's a great gold analogy. is, it, it's, it's, a, it's just a good store of money. And Bitcoin is by far much better at money than gold is. So we're, it, it's at least going to be worth what gold is worth. So that's 10 times from here, okay? So it's going to go up at least 10 times. Okay. So you're not late, right? Right. You're not late whatsoever. And that's not to mention these other things, right? I don't even get into real estate or bonds or any of that because these people, it's just going to go over their
0: head. Not to get too off topic, but just out of curiosity, have you ever met anyone in Bitcoin that said, yeah, I got in at the right time? No. (laughs) Everybody, everybody feels like they missed the boat or they got in late and we are all very, very, very early. And it's, yeah, uh, it, it, yeah I, I just, uh, I, I, it makes me chuckle because everybody says they're late. You, you read, if you read the old yeah. comments on Bitcoin talk, right? You know, from 2013 or 2012, it's like, oh, geez, I wish I would have got in when, it, you know, when, when, when it was only 10 cents and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and what's worse, if you got in at 10 cents, you might have
1: thought it was a good idea to get out at a dollar, right? Like mm-hmm. I 10 yep. X, I got 10 times my money. And it, then it, that's even worse. I, in my opinion, <laughs> I, I think you would feel worse, you know, like selling too soon and being like, I had it, you know, I had it.
0: And if I would have just sat on it. So it's almost better that you didn't buy it back then. And you appreciate it now. So, so I, and now I, you won't, I, I always justify myself to, to myself. I'm like, well, it, had, I bought uh, the first time I heard about it, I would have just gone the easy route and I would have just bought it from Mount Gox and left it there. And, uh, and so it would have been gone anyway. So doesn't matter. I could have bought it at $10. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would have lost, lost it anyway. It.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. No, th- so, th- th- that's, that's really, real uh, yeah. So, so basically, I, I mean, their, their objections are very similar to. Well, there's one more. Okay. So the last, the last objection is they don't have any money to save. Hmm.
1: Okay. Wh- whether they're speaking for themselves or they're speaking in general for the sure. population. Okay. And so, the argument there is you don't need a lot. You need very, very little. Mm-hmm. You know, one, can you do $1 a month? Can you do $5 a month? Can you do $10 a month? You know, what can you do? What can you put aside? You know, what can you, what can you bury in the ground and leave it there so that it can grow into a nice, big, beautiful tree for you and maybe not even for you, maybe for your kids and maybe not even for your kids, but for your grandkids, right? The thing is, When they're living month to month and you don't have a bank account, like a lot of El Salvadorians don't have a bank account, Mm -hmm. you don't think that far into the future, right? You don't think about money for my grandkids, right? And that's what wealth is, you know, It's, it's you making sure the next generation has a bigger platform to stand on top of so that they could reach for more wealth or do what they love to do instead of just surviving. Right. right? So it starts to open their mind. $1 a month is fine. It's not for you. It's for your grandchildren. <laughs> and those three things, they, they get it, you know? Now, to say that they're going to buy it right now, maybe not. It's, it's a natural cycle of things sometimes, right? Like um, the price has to go up significantly and then come back down a little bit. And then they're kind of like, okay, I don't want to miss this anymore. Right. But that's all they need. Inflation argument, it's not too late, a dollar a month.
0: Sure, sure. That's it. You know, uh, just to add my two Satoshis to that too, the, uh, when, when people complain about the the, the cost basis, right? Uh, Bitcoin's too expensive, how am I ever gonna do that? I, you, we always have to remind, it, remind everybody that $1 today is about 1800 Satoshis. You can buy 1800 Satoshis. Uh, you know and so so the cost bias is 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 very big and a lot of times after yeah. you're after you're orange pilled and you you get it for a long time you forget that and but but i, I remember for the longest yeah. time i'm like well i don't want a bitcoin i don't want to be in bitcoin if i can't have a whole one <laughs> right you know it's right. like anyways but uh yeah the the cost base you don't need a whole
1: one you don't even need half of one
0: like you need so little. You uh, just as, need a little, just uh, a little bit, man. As one of my favorite Bitcoiners says, Stacy Herbert. She says, "One Satoshi is fuck you money," and that, that 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 is one of my favorite quotes anywhere from the Bitcoin space because it, it's so true. It's it's it, it's opting out of the totalitarian system that we've had forever. So um I'll touch on that really quickly yeah what that mentality is called is called bitcoin
1: ballin that has been uh, <laughs> tr- uh marked by um bandella l okay? okay i don't know if you met Bandela l he was uh dressed all in orange in phoenix him and his wife i'm pretty sure they were there in phoenix
0: oh, i missed him I, I yeah
1: maybe not maybe he was uh, only in austin he was there in el salvador him and his wife dressed all in orange you can't miss him they have an orange tesla orange seeds <laughs> they are orange pilled so hard he was in africa in march of 2020 when a whole lockdown happened okay and he said he saw the world was changing and he called his broker his financial broker and said sell everything everything and he put it all into bitcoin <laughs> okay and now he's bitcoin balling and you know it's not it's not about bitcoin balling isn't about how many bitcoin you have it's the one satoshi is fuck you money, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's being awake to this and not wanting to participate in this evil system anymore. And understanding Bitcoin is the way and you don't need very much. And however much you have, you are Bitcoin balling as long as it's there in your brain. So that's what that is. One Satoshi is fuck you money, aka Bitcoin balling.
0: I love it. I Bitcoin ball and I, I that's that's now in my repertoire. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got a song too, so I'll, I'll send it to you after. You, you know <laughs> I love what? It. I, I, I I'll link it in the show notes for anybody listening too. I I'm I'm definitely gotta I, yeah well, I, I I do remember the guy in orange uh, in in uh, Austin, but uh, you know I I I was so uh, I still what I still hadn't had my coming out. You know I I call this my Bitcoin coming out party, right? Uh, yeah. it was, it was in Austin. I met, uh, Adam Curry who kind yeah. of plant planted the seed in my head that, you know, I, I should make content because I'm having these conversations anyways. Right. Yes. So, so why not, why not if one person can, can listen to it or my mom or my sister, like I always like to say, <laughs> Yeah. if they absolutely. can, if they can listen and we can save them the time just from our own experience, you know, save them the time or save them the pain of going down shit coins or whatever it is, uh. You know, might as well put it out there. So, um, absolutely. B- back on El Salvador. So, 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 uh, be be before you went, or or what what was your preferred? What did you use as far as wallets? Uh, you know, and did you load up before you go, or did you just have it linked to uh your node, or what? What yeah. was your protocol for? Yeah. Life?
1: So you know the. I've been a bit busy. So I didn't, I should have been operating through my node. To be honest, I just haven't wrapped my head (laughs) entirely around it. Right. You know, and I didn't want to figure it out because there were so many things I was juggling to get there. Um, And so I loaded up on a moon wallet. I had talked to somebody, an entrepreneur out in El Salvador and kind of got an understanding who he's actually building a POS system because apparently there's some issues with some wallets and Chivo talking to each other. So they are taking the initiative to fix that by developing their own pos which okay. is kind of dope that's great. um but he told me that you know moon wallet was the most reliable so um yeah uh, and for anybody
0: there. anybody listening you're referring to moon m-u-u and wallet just, correct just so i just i always want to clarify so somebody doesn't download some the, the wrong app oh, right <laughs> so. i know
1: that's what we need to do make a moon app m-o-o-n and then just steal everyone's right
0: <laughs> just piggyback off their hard work i love it yeah yeah okay. yeah so, so, yeah. And so it works so fine you, you use that exclusively the whole time there did you use strike or anything else or
1: yeah i i did not use strike um most people there didn't have strike well, i mean vendors at least when they were really? asking for payment you know and and um yeah it was mostly like chivo it was mostly Chivo, okay. to be honest with you. Sure. Um, yeah. And,
0: and no, no, no problems uh, going from Moon to Chivo. That it was all seamless and.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as there was internet, which there was, you know, ninety-nine percent of the time, totally okay. fine. You know, anywhere between one second and five seconds, the confirmation. You know, and it, it it was incredible. Like literally, when I bought my beer, I have one girl who has the device, right, and she's like, "Okay, here, scan the code, right." And I have another girl. Who has the beer and the bottle opener,
0: and she's looking at the phone <laughs> waiting,
1: and then it goes ding and she goes, tss, and I'm like, oh man, that's so beautiful, man. Holy uh,
0: shit. That, that is absolutely fantastic. I love it. I, that uh, I, yeah, I was talking with Travis B earlier, and uh, when lightning works, right, when it's like that, it, you, you can see that this thing is going to take over the world, it's going to take over the world. Yes, there's bugs, whatever, you know, it's not. It's not prime time per se, right? But, but when, it, when, it, when it's there, it is the best. It, it's, better than a, it's better than a Visa. It's faster. Absolutely, 100,000%. It's,
1: it's faster and
0: there's no reversals, no going back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, well, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to ask you about the wallets. And uh, yep. so, so what, uh, actually, you know, it's been, I've been dying to know since you sent me the picture the other day. Tell me the story with that hat and and the uh, the letter that you sent me, and I, right. I, I I knew I know I know there's a story there, and I just uh, I've been dying to know. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, this hat, first of all, um, sorry, I've got my cat all over
1: here. Um, <laughs> so, this hat, first of all, um, this is uh, an El Salvador hat that I actually made. Um, oh, before oh. going out, um, that because I knew that rolling with Max, there was a very high possibility that we may be um, interviewing the president. Yep. Goddamn. There There we go. It's a volcano with a Bitcoin on top of it. (laughs)
0: All right.
1: And then there's the date of legal uh, tender in El Salvador, and that's supposed to be Bukele.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love it.
1: So so yeah, and it says El Salvador, the savior, and it's signed by Max Kaiser there. Um, So I basically, I had a blue one made, a black one made, and a white one made. And the idea was to give the white one to Bukele and then to have Bukele and Max sign, you know, um, the the other two. Um, So that kind of ties into the card that I showed you, which I don't have next to me. It's like an invitation from the president, you know, for like this party that he was having. Um, The assumption at the time was that it was going to be some type of meet and greet, you know, just maybe a handshake or something like that. Um, But it ended up being a party that he threw and then announced, like, you know, Bitcoin city and the volcano bonds and everything like that. Um, and so, yeah, the card was supposed to be like, Hey, you have to show this to get in. But it turned out that I think when people were coming through customs into the country, if they were there for Bitcoin, you know, they asked for email address. So they would send you an invite. So oh, like right. there were thousands of people there, you know? Really? Um, yeah. So we had like a little area signed for Max Kaiser, like right by the, right right by the ocean and it was like the venue was this huge deck like 300 feet long unobstructed views of the ocean and, and Big, this huge stage
0: it was this in el zante or what? this was in
1: la libertad i think okay. which is like okay. 30 minutes away from el zante okay I, i'm pretty sure that's where it was um but yeah so um so, so yeah that's how it went down everybody got invited out for a party essentially and that's where he announced you know so he just rolled up essentially went on stage give the presentation and then got the hell out of there
0: okay okay <laughs> so so yeah. you 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 didn't actually get a chance to uh to meet meet him or shake his hand or, or... no yeah <laughs> smell him no unfortunately not <laughs> hey, give me a hug
1: <laughs> yeah exactly come here man um yeah so but in i i i think you know at, at some point in the future we'll, we'll see but yeah unfortunately we didn't get to do it at that time but um yeah, it was all good. It was a it was a great party, and obviously the announcement was insane.
0: Yeah, no that, that, that was definitely huge. I, I was so. Do you know if Max uh, Max got to sit down with him or? or... No, oh. no, we didn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. No. Um, I,
0: well, I I did see, uh, Bukele tweeted out at Max. So you know, talking about the Bitcoin bonds. So as far as far yeah. as the bonds go, let's uh, tell everybody a little bit about. What the announcement was? Um, yeah, sure.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not a big investment guy, um, but my understanding of a bond is essentially you loan a country money, and the and the the country will, you know, pay you back some type of interest. Essentially, right? So, the way that I explain it to people is El Salvador. Bitcoin has done a lot for El Salvador, right? Like it's like Max says, right? Like you don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. You don't adopt Bitcoin, Bitcoin adopts you right? And so I think of what has Bitcoin done for El Salvador. And what it's done for El Salvador so far is it's enabled them to build a state-of-the-art veterinary hospital, which they're in process of. They're building the third floor, and it should be done, I think, in the next 30 or 60 days. And they're also going to build 20 schools, okay? So that's what Bitcoin has done for them, enabled them to do. And the next thing that Bitcoin is enabling them to do is build an entire city, right? And they're doing this by basically saying, we're going to convert this volcano into a power plant. And we're going to use that power plant to make money by mining Bitcoin. And we're also going to use that power plant to power this city. So if you want to loan us money by purchasing these bonds and enabling us to build this, we will back your loan by this volcano. You can trust that we're going to be able to pay you back because we're going to be earning money through this volcano. And also half the money we're going to receive, we're just going to stash it in Bitcoin as, as a reserve. So if you are a Bitcoiner and you believe it's going up in the future, you know, and you believe in mining, then you should have some security putting your money with us, trusting us with it, and giving El Salvador a chance to build an entire city. I mean, can you imagine what that does for the El Salvadoran people? All the jobs, all the money coming in, and especially at a time like this when all these other countries are in clown world, right? Mm. Um, and, and, and Bitcoin City is supposed to be uh, 0% income tax, 0% uh, property right. tax, 0% capital gains tax, zero payroll tax, zero municipality tax, right? Zero emissions, right? Because of the volcano. So it's like the incentives are just going to get stronger and stronger as more and more freedoms are taken away from other countries. And people are like, why the hell am I paying 60, 70% of my, my money in taxes? Right. Like I'm in California. The IRS wants a piece. California wants a piece, right? Like <laughs> I'm renting right now, so I'm not paying property taxes, but well, whoever are. I'm renting from is paying yep. property taxes. Yep. And that increases the cost of, of, of my living, right? And so when I work 10 hours, I work six or seven for them, right? For the government. So it's it's this crazy confluence this perfect blend of opportunity for el salvador again el salvador is gonna be the first world country like it's be- and it's so beautiful there dude joe like if you go and visit man it is absolutely stunning it is truly paradise there
0: i yeah i, I can't wait to go i'm uh, i i am more sold than ever and the, the, one of the biggest reasons I wasn't there and, and you alluded to it at the beginning is Sarah, Fai, you know, had concerns, She she's not, not about El Salvador, her concerns were, you know, what if we get there and can't get home, you know, or, or what, what if, what if we get COVID there and then, you know, yeah. we're, we're stuck there or, or like, I want to get into with you is uh. What, what if you get a, what if you get a positive test, even if you're not sick, or what if the U S changes everything again and says, you need this, or you need that. And we don't have it. Uh, so, so that, that was pretty much one of the biggest concerns for us. But, uh, what, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, about your experience with the, uh, the bureaucracy of, uh, yeah. of COVID and international travel. <sighs> so.
1: The way that I see this is, again, you know, it's someone getting in the middle of me and something else, right? Of what yeah. I want to do, right? That's I want to go to El Salvador. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to go to El Salvador. And the government's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got these fucking checkpoints for you to go through, right? So anyway, I, I'm looking forward to a future where we have less of that, right? That's, that's freedom. So um, I didn't or was not planning on traveling internationally, okay? And my passport was expired. I got like a two-month heads up. Turns out you have to mail in your renewal, right? Take six to eight months, okay? But don't worry, Joe, because we have this uh, expedited process. And you, know, uh, you can call us within 14 days of your travel and we'll get you an appointment, okay?
0: <laughs>
1: Turns out the only appointment I can get is in El Paso, okay? So,
0: <laughs>
1: and that's uh, the Friday prior to my trip, which is on at least Sunday, okay? Uh-huh. So Friday is the only appointment, right? And it's not guaranteed that they're gonna print it that same day. So... <laughs> I have to fly to El Paso Thursday, sleep there in El Paso, wake up early to get to my appointment at nine in the morning on Friday, go through my appointment, no guarantees, and just sit around basically in El Paso until two or 3pm. They didn't call me, I had to go back into the office and say like, and by the way, I kissed every ass on the way, right? You know, like, (laughs) there's a really great opportunity for me to be there. I really want to make it if there's anything that you can do to help me i would really appreciate it right i go back up there i talk to them oh yeah it's being printed right now thank god right so now that that's passed though now that i'm now i'm thinking shit well i can have a positive test i'm literally thinking like i should get maybe multiple tests you know to like have right, one that's right. negative for sure right because in case not I that one
0: a... not that one <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly right I got some bad information and I got the wrong test. I got an antigen test. Um, a classic case of trusting and not verifying, even though I, 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 I did verify and the person insisted that it's okay. Um, so anyway, that caused the whole problem. I, I was supposed to fly out Sunday morning and I missed that flight because I couldn't get a test fast enough, right? Like the test was gonna take five hours and my flight was in three or something mm-hmm. like that, okay? So I missed that flight it was a round trip ticket. So both tickets got canceled, right? So now I have to buy a whole new ticket. I got to get a test. I had to go leave LAX back to my house because the flight was going to be at midnight now, like in 12 hours. Okay. <laughs> and LAX, right. So first of all, I have to walk to where they're doing the test. So I had to walk from terminal four, essentially to terminal six with all of my shit, <laughs> two backpacks full of equipment and a 70 pound fucking um, uh, luggage with more equipment in it. Okay carried it all the way over there, got my test, carried it back to hopefully a kiss and ass over there too. If you can expedite it anyway, like I would really appreciate it. Right. Carry it all the way back. Didn't happen. Had to go downstairs then to take a shuttle to where they pick the Uber, the Uber picks people up at LAX. Okay. To go back to my house. Right. So all of that happens. Right. And then I had to come back that night. I finally get on my flight. I get into El Salvador at 7.00 AM. I get a car, get into El Zante at like 8.30 a.m. and literally start filming Kai's report 15 minutes later <laughs> because it's so it's so hot there that, you know, we, we want to film early. Okay? Right. So like I literally like that. That was my day, dude. Like that was like my, my four or five days, you know, Thursday, Friday, El Paso, Saturday, pack, Sunday, fucking nightmare. And then right in right into Monday, you know so um that, that
0: is cutting it close that that is
1: fashionably late right <laughs> jesus christ man but again like every step of the way right i was like where there's a will there's a way like i'm not going to miss this i'm, I'm gonna be there you know and um yeah and i made it happen and it just makes the story that much better you know <laughs> i realized that early on i was like you know all this stuff i'm going through it, it's just adding to this incredibly historic moment you know so
0: so, so uh Obviously, it was still in effect then, but I, I think I've heard that El Salvador has lifted all restrictions. You don't need anything other than yourself and a smile to get in, correct? That's right. Yeah. No more negative tests are necessary. Um, yeah. So that that's beautiful.
1: <laughs> Some businesses there, you'll see everywhere. Most people are wearing masks there. Okay. And um, most businesses will have signs saying you need to wear a mask, um, but only very few will actually enforce it and, and ask you to, to do so.
0: Sure, sure. Well, that that's uh that is su- that's a super neat story. That's uh so so how about coming back in? So so you were able to get tested, uh, and the U.S. now requires it within seventy two or is it one twenty four hours? Or
1: yeah, seventy two. And okay. yeah, like um we had somebody come out to the hotel um the day before our flight out, and they did the test there. Got the results in fifteen minutes which is another reason why it's fucking bullshit that I missed my first flight. Anyway, it's like, why do I got to wait fucking five hours? This dude here in El Salvador did it in 15 minutes. Like, dude, <laughs> our country here is so broken, man. I was talking to people out there. If you are positive with COVID, the government sends you a care package. They send you vitamins. They send you some horse medication that we can't talk about. <laughs> we and, can talk uh, about whatever
0: we want here.
1: Oh, right, Iver, that's true, that's ivermectin. Yeah, Iver, ivermectin i am not i, I am right? not on
0: youtube <laughs>
1: all right r- right on right on and um they literally send them that stuff like it, it's just this country is becoming poor man we're the poor country we're the dangerous country i'm pretty sure there's more crime in los angeles or in chicago than all of el salvador like i'm, I'm sure there it it must be
0: so yeah. um yeah it's just well it you know i i i, I i'm coming from Minnesota and Minneapolis since uh, since all the George Floyd stuff is not the same place. It uh, it, it's, it's definitely changed. And I I think that's happened across the country and uh, you know, we can say whatever we want, but maybe it's the death throes of the fiat system, you know? Yeah. I mean, everybody, and you'll remember this a little bit too, you know, sort of the conversation we had in in uh, phoenix with max you know the 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 end of the end of our system isn't going to be pretty and you know kind kind of the uh tough thing to rationalize or come come to terms with is it's a lot of people are going to be hurt and you know yeah. it, it, and and you know that that's that's why i do what i do and i'm sure that's why you why we need to spread the message because the the people i love the last thing I want them to deal with or to ha- have happen to them is to lose everything or to suffer because of because of government and or and because of our systems and that, that's uh, I, I yeah. think that's something we, we always need to keep in mind is is you know the, the end is not going to be pretty for the uh, fiat system and the dollar and yeah <laughs> I, I've been
1: telling people yeah it's gonna get it's gonna get really ugly. You know, I think you you couple Venezuela with like um, German Nazi Germany. put them yeah. together. like that you know it, it's going to be a tidal wave, a tsunami of of poverty, you know? And um, the countries that have the most people on a Bitcoin standard are going to survive better. Like again, like if if the whole fiat, Thing went to shit right now I think El
0: Salvador would be a better place to be than the United States you I, know um, I, I couldn't well. agree more and uh, you, you know speaking of El Salvador the, uh, the the one of my biggest fears for El Salvador is and and I saw somebody uh, tweet this this morning uh, how long until the United States decides El Salvador has weapons of mass destruction uh, you know how, how long until the CIA decides that Bukele is a threat and he needs to be eliminated. And you know the 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 CIA, yeah. the United States has a, a terrible track record of actually murdering, assassinating uh, Central yes. American presidents. And yes. you know it, it, this is all fun and fun and games, right? Until they start assassinating presidents of uh, other countries. But but that is a real possibility of what the dark side of of Bitcoin adoption entails. You know.
1: He's ready. Um, and I heard that that too. Like Bitcoin City is kind of like a honeypot, right? It's like, <laughs> fuck, we could all get there and then they could just drop a bomb on right? us, <laughs> um, But, you know, I think if we're aware of this, of course, Bukele is aware of it. And um, the, the saying right now in El Salvador is um, they're ready to die on this hill, you know? And one thing is... 97% of the people in El Salvador approve of Bukele, right? They've seen the change. <laughs> if you go in there and you take him out, they're going to be very upset. You know, right. um, it's, it's not going to be like, oh, you have half the population pitted against the other half of the population, and then it's going to be a struggle. It's like, they're going to they're gonna be like, this dude was helping us, and you literally came in there and murdered him, you know? Um so I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them this time around. I'm sure they already see him as a threat and if I'm sure they're planning, right? It's like the, the that's the craziest thing about humans is we are so capable of horrendous things, the most awful things, you know. We are willing to do awful things to other people. Um and that's one of the reasons why I'm leaving California. You know yeah somebody was showing me an emotional scale there's an upward spiral and a downward spiral at the top of the upward spiral is unconditional love and then it's passion and then it's enthusiasm and then it's optimism okay on the other end it starts with like you know fear you know uh, uncertainty pessimism anger and just below anger is revenge you know and that's where a lot of people are right now and especially in california you know? And so I, I, that is the thing that I, that's the only thing I'm afraid of is other people feeling that they need to take revenge on me. Someone in El Salvador who disagreed with some of my COVID uh, beliefs literally said, You're kind, your kind is causing the problem, right? Like I'm no longer a human anymore, yeah. you know? So my point is that uh, humans are the most capable of evil, you know? And they will try to do these things and El Salvador and Bukele and all those people have massive balls, Mm -hmm. massive, massive balls. And they are willing to die on this hill. And so am I. Like, this is it. If Bitcoin doesn't work, we are totally fucked. My kids, your kids, their kids, they are
0: going to be slaves. So this has got to be it. I I, I really like that the analogy of the upward and the downward spiral because the downward spiral, that perfectly captions what our, our government and our system and our media is. It's all about fear, control, uh, revenge. You know, how, how dare, how dare you walk in there without a mask? I had this, so I want you punished and, you know, and versus Bitcoin, which is all about, uh, the upward spiral and, uh, allowing people, you know, to save what they've earned and, it really is about <laughs> it sounds so cheesy and i i i always check myself but bitcoin is love right it really and, is and, and you know i i say that with a with a large skepticism because i i i'm a skeptic of everything but but i the longer i'm in bitcoin i truly believe that and and it's not just it's not the hippy dippy love right which which you know i'm all for too right but but it is love and and it's it's just the opposite of what the system is now and it's it's about you know letting people be what they can be and do what they want to do without the uh the oppression of some overlord you know controlling them anyways but i'll I'll get i'll get off that soapbox but uh no no and no really the i think
1: the foundation comes to the removal of trust okay when you don't have to trust anybody right you can't get screwed over Right. And, and you, all that there is room for is, is love, you know, like if you want to exchange currency here, you know, we have to offer each other value, you know, and, and there is no, there is no force. We're not, we're not, we're not trusting anybody. And yeah, I think like the fiat system is a magnet at the bottom of that emotional scale. And it's pulling people down to the bottom, you know, like if whoever is sitting closest to the money printer is the devil. That's what somebody from Brazil told me, Carlos, super smart guy, you know, and the opposite is true. Bitcoin is a magnet at the top of the upward spiral, and it's pulling us up. It's it's leveraging our greed and our natural incentives to lift us up. It's like all the ideals that we believe in, right? I tell people until the United States adopts a Bitcoin standard, fuck the United States. I don't give a shit about the United States. You know, the flag is a symbol, but they've co-opted it. You know, the people in charge have co-opted it. It's about the ideals and the beliefs, right? It's about freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to protect yourself, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that's what Bitcoin is. However, it's beautifully designed. It just naturally pushes us towards that. So until the United States is Friendly with Bitcoin
0: like El Salvador, fuck the United States. I'll I'll, I'll agree with it with the caveat: fuck the United States government because just like uh, you know, just like the Chinese people or the the uh, Cuban people, you know, it's yeah. it's not the people; it's it's their government. And but that that's yeah. why it's incumbent Agreed. upon us to to scream the loudest of why why we don't support what our government's doing absolutely and that's what i mean too how many people are unwilling to do that
1: you know right so fuck some of the people too you know i mean it's just like who's paying the price it's 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 the poorest people right it's our poorest people and it's people in other countries they're paying the price for our government manipulating all
0: of this shit you know i i you know one of the uh one of the people i follow the closest in in the bitcoin space and and i just everything that he writes i just find it blows my mind is alex gladstein and that what what we have done what our government has done in our name with the US dollar the the deeper you look the, the more the more and more you're you're ashamed of, of what we've done and, and it's uh but it doesn't have to be that way because because the just like the uh, separation of church and state you know Open the door to all kinds of freedoms. You know, there's nothing, there is nothing wrong with religion, but it, you you just don't need your religion in your government, and just right. and and that's why the separation of money and state is going to uh, change the world. And amen. Bitcoin's the only thing that does that. <laughs> yeah, it sure is, man. Is, <clears throat> we're so and, lucky. Jesus Christ, we're so lucky yeah, to have Bitcoin. Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I, I've said this before to a lot of people. I'm like, I would be in a very dark place if I didn't have the hope that, uh, Bitcoin offers. It, it really, really is hope. And that's, uh, I'll give Michael, Michael Saylor credit for that hope.com. <laughs> yeah, that's, he uh, got it
1: right. He nailed it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- that guy, yeah. Giga chat is, uh, is the best way to describe that guy. Uh, you know what, I, I, I actually have a date here to go chop wood, <laughs> right? On. Uh, I, cause I, during the winter, I can heat my entire house, uh, with, uh, with a wood stove. So, but I, before we go, I just wanted to know what your, uh, what your biggest takeaway from El Salvador was. (sighs) Biggest takeaway was
1: not only am I not scared there, not only is it not dangerous, but I actually can see myself living there. Hmm. You That's know? cool. And if it's not living there, then I can see myself visiting there regularly. Like everyone just seems so happy, man. Like one of the reasons why I'm moving to Texas is, is, is for that reason. People just mm-hmm. seem happier out there. They smile at you. They say, hello, say good morning. How you doing? They strike conversation, like sitting next to you at a table. You know, it's like in Los Angeles, everything has become so expensive and everything has become so political Mm -hmm. and so many people are in a downward spiral that they're miserable you go eat at a restaurant if you can eat at a restaurant right like if you're not vaccinated (laughs) and your server isn't happy and you you're getting that service you know and not only are they not happy they may resent you because of the color of your skin or the kind of car you drove there in you know or or whatever you know and so the bubble of energy that you're in is just so whacked out. And you know what, to a certain degree, it's like, I can't blame them, right? Like right. right. minimum wage has not increased with inflation, not nearly even close. It right. should be like $50 an hour, right? So they're not able to live here. They're not making enough money to live, right? right. And in well, Texas- Yeah, if you have three we,
0: jobs, maybe, <laughs> you're right. Exactly, yeah. right? right?
1: It's, but it's not, but you're not happy. There's right. no way, exactly. right? Exactly, so, yeah. In Texas, I looked in the area we were staying in, there's houses that range from $300,000 to $10 million. And what that (laughs) says to me is people can afford to live there in peace and a very wide range of income. And you need that because you need people serving, you need people cleaning, you, you need these things done. And those aren't bad jobs. There's nothing wrong with doing those jobs. You know, you just need to be able to live and and raise a family and have a house and not be in fear, right? So that fosters a better civilization. And in El Salvador, I see all of those same things. Those people there are so nice, so kind. They have so much love. Honestly, they really, really do. They've just been fucked by the money, And this president knows it and he is pushing it hard. And when they wake up, and there are a lot of people doing education in El Salvador, met a guy on the airplane who's visiting here who is doing just that. He runs a call center, but he's a big Bitcoiner and and his staff, they're volunteering and they're gonna be driving around with an ATM machine (laughs) on a truck around all the rural areas of El Salvador to teach people what's going on. So it's happening. And when they fix the money problem, they're going to be like the next Egypt, you know, like they're, they're already Bitcoin city, right? At the center of Bitcoin city is going to be a big B a big Bitcoin built out of stone that will last for thousands of years. Bukele says, and there's going to be light underneath it. So it's going to be shining through the B right. The only thing that I can compare that to are are the pyramids. Like what's the last thing we built on such a grand scale for pure beauty, you know? And that's what (laughs) this brings. That's the kind of civilization that Bitcoin will bring us when we're on a fair money system and everybody can focus on doing what they do best and playing their role and and earning a living doing that. We're going to have better barbers. We're going to have better videographers. We're going to have better gardeners. We're going to have better builders. We're going to have better everything. So El Salvador, they're going to be the next Egypt. They're, They're already head and shoulders away from people. And I
0: would not be surprised if you and I were living there in the next five or 10 years. I, I, uh, I can't disagree with you. I might skip Texas altogether and go straight to El Salvador. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I, I've been (laughs) convinced. I've been convinced that Texas was in in the cards for me, but uh, maybe I'll just skip right to El Salvador. So (laughs) not a bad choice, man. Hey man, I, I, I literally can't thank you enough for coming on. And I, I. I am so jealous of you. I, I, you know, I really, really wanted to be there, but, uh, you know, I, I'll, I know I'll definitely see you in Miami. So that's, uh, something yeah. I, I always have to have something to look forward to in, in Miami. It's close enough, uh, that I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And uh, oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, Gary, <laughs> Gary from our group, uh, called me on the phone. I talked to him for an hour last night. <laughs> Gary is really? Gary. He's a yeah. gr- great guy. So, uh, yeah.
1: Well, quickly before we go, then, you know, hey, thanks again for sending those Satoshis to um, Luigi. <laughs> you know, we enjoyed that drink. That was pretty cool. You know, you were able to send money across the world and, I, and we were able to enjoy it right then and there. I, I just and, wanted uh, to yeah. do
0: my part to, to leave some Satoshis in El Salvador as well, even if I couldn't be there. So i yeah, exactly. you guys liked it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I, I did a lot of filming there. And so, um, you know, like, all I, a lot of really cool things, Max talking, the president talking. And so, even though you weren't there, like, you know, the, the video I have is going to make you feel a little bit more like you are there. So in the next week or two, I'll probably drop some, some stuff and people can find that on my Twitter at gref Michael. And yeah, man, it was, it was great, dude. And I'm sure you're going to be there and you're going to enjoy it. And, you know, on this journey, we're all the same, man, you and me, <laughs> I was there, you were there. Like it, it's um we're living through this beautiful time. And I, thanks for having me on. Like, of course I enjoy talking, like all the time about these things. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're, folk, you're doing more of this stuff. And, you know, like you said, doesn't matter how many people see it. Um, you know, as long as you're enjoying it and, and, and some of your family is seeing it and um, <laughs> I, I know we're going to be able to look back on this regardless. And, and this is going to be, um, such a cool thing for us to remember, man.
0: Awesome. Oh, well, th- thank you again. And anybody that's listened to this point, uh, everything he mentioned, I will put in the show notes and, uh, uh, thank you for if you made it this far. And if not, uh, well, screw you because you didn't listen. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks, Mike. Uh, we'll, we'll be in touch, man. Thank you so much. All right, Joe. I'll see you later. later. Yeah.